G'day everybody, Matt Ellis with you for the latest edition of the Cricket Library podcast and today we have a very special treat. We are joined by a man who won an IPL title, a Sheffield Shield title, a domestic one day title. And edge and caught, it's all over. So the Bulls, they win the Ryobi Cup for 2012-13. He would also go on to become Baggy Green 413. Ryan Harris, the man also responsible for this delivery. Ryan Harris. Oh, straight away! He's crashed into the stumps. England have lost their first wicket with the first ball of the innings. And a 5-0 Ashes series victory. And it's a very warm welcome to the Cricket Library podcast to Ryan Harris. Thanks so much for joining us. Nice to be with you, mate. And we just heard that great audio there, and we'll, we'll get to that dismissal a bit later on, the the ball of the century for a fast bowler's point of view. Sorry, Warney, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we all have a journey. You've got a really interesting one Um where did it all begin? Where did the passion for cricket for Ryan Harris start? Oh, sorry, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I um, oh, look, it all started, I guess, for me when I, I, I was, I've got a, an older brother who happens to be nine, nine and a half years older than me. So for me, it was all about um, just tagging along with the big brother when I was a kid. I had obviously mum and dad who were. Um, very supportive of him and at that stage and obviously when he started playing uh, yeah Saturday afternoon cricket even school cricket um, obviously I was always going along for the ride so you know when he was I guess you know probably more probably more getting into um, representative cricket back in Adelaide in, in, in sort of the area we lived in you know I'd always go along and always had to take my bat and ball with me and, and always had to uh, have someone throw me balls that always annoy people, um, not just mum and dad, but obviously people in the team, uh, parents and and my brother when he wasn't batting or fielding, um, you know, to, to throw me the ball or, or I had to bowl to him. So that was where it sort of started. And then I guess from then on, it, I got the, you know, we, we my, my family, my dad's family probably more, um, if they're in English background, so they always they've always been involved in sports. So it was, you know, it was cricket or it was it was football or soccer. And um, you know, from then on, it, every Christmas and every time we got together, which is quite quite regularly because we you know we've got a lot of a lot of cousins around my age that are a year or two or three years younger or older. So we all got on quite close and they quite well, and we're all very close. Um, so it came quite competitive when we all got together, and especially at Christmas. Um, we always go. We'd always have it sort of at, at, at each other's houses every year. But there was always a cricket pitch. It was either a driveway, um, a, a, a little strip of grass out the back. Uh, one of my uncles, my dad's older brother, actually had a bit of property. He actually, him and his um, two boys, who um, one's a, a year and a half younger and one's uh, two and a half years younger, actually made a cricket pitch. Oh, how <laughs> a good! Dirt pitch and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. So. That was where that was sort of where it all began, and so playing competitive stuff with my cousins, and, and then you know obviously um, going through primary school, and, and then my first representative side, I guess, was, was an under thirteen side um, at the Salisbury District Cricket Club. Uh, it's called the Ray Sutton Shield. It was a it, sort of an entry point into district cricket as it was back then, and and um, you know sort of made that side. I guess when I was, must have been when I was sort of eleven or twelve, um, probably eleven, I think, because I played two years of it. 
uh, and then went from there. From there, from then on, um, went into under fourteen cricket, which it was back then for, for Salisbury um, again district cricket club, and then yeah, went up through the grades. And by the time I was about sixteen, seventeen, I was sort of playing fourth grade, D grade, which was sort of the entry level, I guess, at that stage for, 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 for Premier Cricket, as it's called now in Adelaide. So I uh, went up through there and, um, yeah, managed to... Um, well, actually, funny story, my, my first couple of games in the, in the fourth grade, I've, I've sort of batted down at eight or nine, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, and, and, and didn't bowl sort of third or, until third or fourth change until we got to a, a game at um, the University Club in Adelaide, the beautiful grounds in the centre of Adelaide, and... and one of the players, the captain, he was an old, he was an old um, veteran of the club. He was a great guy, uh, the general they used to call him, and he um, was struggling for some wickets and, and weren't going that well. And one of the guys in the team who ended up being one of my really good mates, he sort of only, you know, just sort of started getting to know me and that. He said, "Why don't you give Rhino a bowl?" And, and he said, "I didn't know he bowled. I think I came in for five to, uh, five to 20. <laughs> so, um And he said to me, "He said to me at the end of the day, he said, why 'Why don't you play? You tell me you bowled.' I said, "Well, that was I'm a 16 year old. I'm not going to come and tell the captain what I, what he should be doing.' So it, it sort of went up from there. I had a few games in, in fourth grade, and then went up to third grade, and and then you know went up up the grades from there, and then yeah, managed to eventually break into the South Australian side. So, and then obviously from there on into Queensland and Australia. So it was it was uh, it was a um, yeah a long, a long journey. I had some interesting times in Adelaide. I wasn't necessarily the the athlete that I should have been, um, which held me back. Well, eight years I was contracted to South Australia and didn't play nearly as many games as I should have. I was sort of in and out. I had a few injuries, but again, drinking. Um, Drinking some stuff off the field, alcohol off the field, and not looking out for myself late nights, and, and that was sort of uh, that held me back. But once I sort of realised, I got to a crossroad where I nearly lost my South Australian contract. Um, wow. uh, it was only for a player to knock one back that I actually got it back. Um, so I went from losing it to getting it back within the space of about three weeks. So that was the uh, that was sort of the bright light um, for me to. Um, to, to try and actually have a crack at, at uh, being a professional cricketer. So, um, it, it, yeah, it was nearly lost, I guess, uh, in a way. I had um, a, 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 well, a, good, a great coach at the time. I didn't realise it because we didn't necessarily get on. We butted heads because of um, oh, just different things that happened. But Wayne Phillips, um, the, uh, the wicket keeper, for, he used to play for Australia. Yeah. Wayne Phillips is a, is a great mate of mine now and has been uh, for a long time. He was coach and he sort of sat me down and said, you know, what do you want to do with your life? So I'm, I'm a professional cricketer. He said, no, you're not. You know, when you're a professional cricketer, um, you're a piss head, you've got some talent, but, um, you, you know, you, you know, we're near getting, you know, reaching potential, your potential. And I sort of took a bit of, um, um, offense, I guess, in a way that, you know, I'd been a professional cricketer probably for, for four years and, and he sort of said, you know, look at your record. And he had my figures there. I can't remember off the top of the head what they were. But he, you know, he said, this is not a professional cricket. This is a bloke who, you know, is, is, is good at coming in when someone gets injured or, or filling a spot. I said, well, I'm going to show you. And, and from then, I guess that was it. I, I got fit and reined myself in and stopped being an idiot and, um, and got fit. And, and finally, and also with that, I was being fit and a bit stronger and a little bit heavier with, um, uh, you know the right, um, I guess, body shape. I started bowling quicker, and I guess the rest is history from there. So, um, a long story. I'll probably give it on a bit there. Yeah. But, um, 
<laughs> just just on that's Wayne on, on Wayne Phillips while we're there, there's a funny story there in your book. Uh, I think that conversation you were just talking about is, is it true that Wayne Phillips you, you said you, you needed you needed a role or you needed needed something to do, and he he offered you the job of watering the plants in the room. Yep, that's it. Yeah, he sort of looked out the window and said, "Those plants out there, they need watering. That'll be that'll be what you do. And if you if you're not playing cricket." And he said, you'll be, you'll either come a, well, won't be a gardener because you've got no qualifications. You'll be just a bloke who kills the weeds on the grass or, or does something that um, basically was saying that was, that was highly uh, irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> so that was exactly what he said. And, and that, again, that was in that same conversation that, um, that, uh, that he gave me right there and then. And as I said, I, I wanted to give it the old, I told you so. And, and I, you know, I did. And I don't, I look back at that now, and as I said, we butted heads quite a lot. Um, you know, I'd go to training. I had a few injuries back then as well. I'd go to training, and the plan would be on the board, and Wayne would leave me off deliberately because he just was playing with me. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, you know, it was all about a bit of maturity and, and working out for myself what I needed. So I didn't say it at the time. I, I thought he was a, a dickhead at the time, but I, I look back on it, and um, and I've spoken to him a lot about it, and, and it was exactly that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad I can look back now and 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 see the reason why he was doing that and he was he was trying to get me to grow. He could see the talent he told me, he always told me he could see it see it in me. He just didn't see it enough um before I you know I turned. Yeah. Yeah. And um now you can really appreciate I guess um that would have been a tough conversation for him to have and it and it can go either <laughs> way, I guess. And it's it's really good that we can be having this conversation now and uh We'll talk about some of the things that happened after then. Um, yep. Just want to go back uh, to coming in into the South Australian team. You found out you're going to be playing your first domestic one-day game at your 21st birthday party. Can you give us the background to that? Yeah, it was it was quite amazing. I, I, I must admit, I should have said from the front. I haven't got a great memory, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it'll trigger some memories, but. Yeah. Well, what I remember of that of that occasion or that moment, um, yeah, it was obviously my twenty first. It was coming in to the domestic season. We we already played a couple of great games, I believe. So eleventh of October is my birthday, so it was sort of around the start of the season, obviously. Um, and I, I knew I, I trained I trained pretty hard. Um, you know, I was I, you know, and being around the group, I I, I think I started the, the the great season off pretty well. Uh, played done pretty well in the practice games, and I, I'd heard sort of a whisper that I was close. And um, but again, being what was I then twenty one, obviously um, not knowing and being new in the squad, I no, just not not expecting anything. Um, I, halfway through the night, we it obviously it was probably not halfway. It was before halfway because halfway would have been a bit. I would have been probably forgot, would have forgotten it being my twenty first and having too many beers, but. Um, I remember um, I remember looking over and my mum and dad were standing with Darren Lehman um, who they knew very well because Darren um, as we'll get to again further in the conversation but he, he grew up at the same club and, and virtually I've played with him through my whole cricketing career um, both on and off the field as he coached as well but so they knew him pretty well um, but I saw them talking to him and, and mum was sort of you know smiling and dad was as well and I what's going on there anyway Bit of time went and I sort of went over after I finally got over. So I said, "What's going on?" They said, "No, nothing. Just I was just talking a bit of cricket and having a laugh." And, and I said, "Okay, yeah, no worries." And then within, I reckon within fifteen minutes of that, twenty minutes, I got a tap on the shoulder and uh, and and Buff, um, Buff and Greg Blewett were there. And I said, "What? What's going on?" Well, I thought they were going to play a prank on me, obviously, being my twenty-first or something like that. And 
pulled me over to the side and said, oh, I just, just wanted to let you know that um, you're debuting next week in Queensland. Um, you're playing um, yeah, against Queensland in your first domestic game. And I, I, said, oh, no, I actually, I think I had a tear in my eye. Yeah. I remember being quite emotional uh, about it. Um, and I, again, I thought I was taking the, uh, the mickey out of me, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> at first. But then, yeah, once they sort of got through and, and, and told me, I was, I was quite emotional. So I made the night obviously even better. Um, but again, but, you know, again, with, with Darren, and again, we'll touch on more of it, but, to, you know, to, to, to seem to deliver that news, I guess it's almost, yeah, you know, like he was presenting my cat there and there, I guess. But yeah. And also to know that I was going to Queensland, playing against Queensland, um, knowing that they were virtually, I think they were, they were full strength because we had, you know, Hayden, Law, Love, Diamonds, I think, were all playing, I believe. Yeah. Um, it was, yep. was going to be a great uh, test of, you know, where I was at that stage, very early stage of my career. And early on in that game, uh, you mentioned a couple of those names, Hayden and Law, two in two balls. Yeah, how, I do remember that. <laughs> are you, how are you feeling here? You're feeling, oh, this uh, this one-day domestic cricket, uh, like shelling peas, Hayden and Law, yeah. off you go. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, I have to tell you something, but I wasn't thinking that because, <laughs> <laughs> because it was um, – it was obviously I'd seen Matthew Hayden a lot. I'd watched him a lot as a kid in the net. But when you're actually bowling at the other end, he's a giant. He was an absolute giant. And you, you know, I was so adamant. Uh, obviously, then did a bit of research on him and, and you know where he think he'd get him out and all that sort of stuff. And um, I was actually worried about him hitting my back at me, so just to make sure I was ready because I knew how hard he hit it. But I bowled a couple to him, and I, and I, I back then I, I was. I was I wasn't very quick, but I was, you know, I could, I could swing the ball both ways and I could hit a decent spot. So I, I, I can't remember how many balls I bowled to him, um, but I did that. I went, I sort of went two in, one away, and he just nicked it. And I thought, he's just nicked that. And I ran through, I was obviously, um, you know, very happy with it. And I, and I think, I, I heard, I, I heard what he said. He was walking off. He was really angry. <laughs> and, um, he said something about as he walked past I think the rest of the team he said I thought he bowled bloody in-swingers because it went the other way and yeah. two of the boys had a bit of a chuckle about that but, uh, and then obviously Stuart Law yeah come in and it was a big out-swinger and he um, obviously being the new bloke and, and first game I think he, he, he obviously tried to put pressure on me straight away and tried to literally slog, slog it over the fence 15 rows back and uh, it, was, it was a sort of white half ball and he nicked it so uh, yeah obviously a good start it, it was um I thought that, yeah, I didn't think the game was easy, but um, it was obviously a, a dream start for, for a bloke who's just sort of hopeful, yeah, on the, on, on the, the sort of the starting, uh, starting his journey. But Matty Hayden got his revenge. I think Matt Hayden, something like 10 one day domestic wickets, 17 first class yeah, wickets, yeah. And, and you're on Forgotten the list. That. How, how did, how did that happen? That. <laughs> <laughs> was, he, was he winding you up? Uh, yeah, I must admit, back playing Queensland back then, it wasn't just him, they all did. They were, they were really good at. Not not um, not sort of sledging you personally, but sledging through you or talking through you. You know, from yeah. from from <laughs> second slip to point to you know through to square leg. They'd always you know knew how to say it in your ear, sort of in the earshot of what of where you were. But I have to admit, I I think I I don't know how many I got was it fifteen or twenty, but um, he came on a bowl and I sort of said to. I think it might have been Ben Johnson. Who's that? I didn't know. You know, who's that bowling? <laughs> I knew it was. But I didn't know he bowled. <laughs> um, didn't know how to bowl. So he, yeah, he came in. And I, I think he, I think he bowled a short one. And I tried to tried to pull. I was never great with the pull shot. And I think it went straight up. So, um, but as I said, I I actually had 
tried to wipe the memory of that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> now, you move into first-class cricket as well. Um, we've, we've spoken about the influence of the likes of, of Darren Lehman and Greg Blewett. I, I think yep. it was in that first-class debut, those boys – piled on plenty of runs from memory against Tasmania there. Um, yep. what, what was it like for you coming in and um, just just trying to make your way in, into, into the uh, first-class team? That, that, for me, that was a, a fascinating game of cricket, um, mainly because, again, the high of coming in, um, I, I sort of I, – I never really thought I was going to be much of a red ball player. So I didn't think I bowled quick enough and my batting was okay, but it was never going to be well, good enough to bat the top six and all that sort of stuff. So to be able to get that opportunity, I could bowl um, some fast balls, but it was inconsistent because I wasn't fit enough all that sort of stuff. So I wasn't sure if I you know, ever got it, if it would ever get an opportunity. So when I did, I was, I was, I was pumped and um, – Again, it was just one of those exciting times, and I'm, I've got I've got the red 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 hat in my hand, something I never thought I'd have, and you know it was going to be unbelievable. I think my first wicket there was Michael Guyton, I believe, yeah. and then Shane Watson not long after, um, and that was amazing. But it was short lived because I only bowled nine overs because I tore my second half. That's right. Um, and you know, it came on, and it was one of the most painful injuries I've ever had. To be honest, and it was I've still got a bit of an indent on my arm where it, where it actually happened. It was. It was horrible. I just bowled a ball and I felt a little, well, a little tickle. I thought it was a tickle and a bit of an ache. And then I thought, I'll keep going. Then next ball actually ripped. So that, that was the end. That was the end of me. I think I bowled 9.3 overs or something like that. But then from then on, um, the wicket was a bit up and down. Uh, and, and David Saker was playing that game. And he could bowl decent decent pace. And, and you know, Jeff Warren was batting. Um, he was, he was a very good player, Jeff Warren. Oh, and that was that brute of a delivery. The brute of a ball that pitched virtually on his toe and hit him in the, in the literally in the badge yeah. of, of his helmet. And and that from then on, after that, Jeff really struggled him because he, he he was getting he, he obviously had a really bad concussion. He had really bad headaches. He, he never really came back from that. He played a couple of seasons after that, but never really got back to his best, unfortunately, which is really sad. But you talk about um, Bluey and Buff. The wicket was up and down. They proceeded. Bluey got two hundred and twenty, and Buff got one hundred and eighty. Wow! <laughs> it was phenomenal. But David Baker was 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 bowling and virtually taking two steps after his in his follow through and ducking because Buff was backing away and flat back and back back at him and. Um, he was, but then they tried to bowl short at him. Buff, you know, Buff put it over the keeper. Then they put a man there. They put a man at beyond, virtually behind the keeper, and then a third man. And he goes square, so he'd move. And then he go back. It was just a, it was a phenomenal game of cricket after what had happened. You know, a couple of injuries, and then a, a, you know the way they did. It. And then in the end, I, I remember being next in, um, but we were, I mean, we were miles ahead, and thankfully I didn't have to bat. Um, and then obviously the boys did really well to be able to bowl. We had a big lead and they bowled them out. But it was just a phenomenal game of cricket. And and, and again, not one a good one to remember for me because obviously you know falling over, um, being injured, but just the way it all it all unfolded with a you know two men down, um, two blokes just going out um, making a mockery of what was supposedly a very dangerous wicket, and then winning a game with with ninety guys. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you talk about that that later conversation you have with Wayne Phillips and mm-hmm. and, and that being the turning point. You, you do eventually get the opportunity to put on the Australian colours. Uh, you get the call up, I think it was South Africa, 
down in Tasmania for your opening yep. game, and then there's there's a bit of a lag uh, before you get another run in the side. But when you do get that second run in the side. Um, you have a lot of success there. Uh, can, can, can we start with your debut? Uh, cap presentation being being number one six nine. I think you are there for yep. for Australia. What and and the significance of the jersey number? Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it means a lot because firstly the, the numbers. Um, oh, the jersey. Sorry, the jersey number was my number was always eleven. I tried to always get eleven. That was my birthday. Um, that was something I had, but my next one, I didn't really have a, uh, a backup to be honest. Um, yeah. and, and that number at the time, eleven was um, someone already had, had 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 that number. So the next one was basically forty five, which was the year year of my mum's my mother's birth, uh, and obviously she had died two two and a half two two and a half years before that moment. So from then on, when I moved to Queensland as well, uh, it was number 45, and, and thankfully it was available when I played for Australia. So that was the reason behind that. Um, the ADI debut, again, it was a, it was a, you know, people ask me a lot about that. Geez, you must have been nervous the night before, and you must be, you know, building up. You know, I was 29. Um, when I was 29, and I played a fair bit of cricket by then, I was, I was reasonably experienced and, and was really happy with my game was, but. I'd only, I'd only, uh, I was only there as, as a backup because um, there was a bit of a Sean, Sean Tate had a bit of a niggle. Uh, yeah. he, he was, you know, he was sort of straight. And then, so you know, I was just down there. I, I think I played a, a, a club final a couple of days before. Yeah, back two days before. So I was flying down, and then you know, just you know, prepared. I think I had one session uh, prepared as if I was, well, I was a playing, but I, I never thought I was. And then, literally fifteen minutes before toss. Or twenty minutes to the toss, uh, Ricky came out and he said, "Mate, you're in because Tady's hurt. He's not playing." Um, and I thought, "I'm only long. I'm only thirty minutes." So I thought, yeah. "Oh, gee, shit!" You know, like I've, I've gone from you know. So I didn't really have that, you know, the, 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 the sleepless night, or I wasn't really too nervous because obviously I thought, "What if?" Um, but again, I you know, it was for me. I felt I was at the perfect time. I, you know, so my game was where I wanted it. I knew I could do it. I knew I could, um, you know perform if I had to so so I got in yeah got the late call up and and, and you know unfortunately for Tady um, it, it didn't work and then you gave him the opportunity began as you say there was a big big break between then because um, obviously you know Tady came back in and he played well there was Brett Lee there at the time as well so they had a reasonable really good side but I think I got a shoulder injury around that time as well which kept me out it was supposed to be only I think two months but it ended up being about six months or five six months so that, that was the reason for the, the big break in between yeah, and then when you do come back, it's back to back fifers. Yeah, that was lucky as well, Pakistan. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pakistan. But no, look, it was it was good. I was I had a reasonable a good side back then. But um, yeah, I felt like again I came back. I, I played well for Queensland and, and and worked really hard to get back. Um, you know, after having a, a slight taste of it, um, yeah, to come, I, I wanted to get back there and and yeah, came out and bowled well and. My one day form, um, obviously was, was pretty good with that and, 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 you know, they, thankfully the, the selectors, you know, saw it was good enough to, to sort of put me in. Well, I sort of went to New, I think went straight to New Zealand after that, after that series and, and was bowling well over there. And the, I think the one day tour followed a, a, a test tour or, or sort of vice versa. So, uh, no, I think the one day tour was first. It was definitely first and, and obviously bowling well enough to, to, to be picked in the test squad. So that was uh, obviously a massive highlight. 
Yeah, getting that test debut because I think we, we spoke with Peter George on the podcast uh, a few months back and for people who want to catch that one, you can uh, download it in all the usual places and Peter George was actually called in um, and on standby around that time as well and uh, yep. y- you get the call up uh, for the Basin Reserve. Uh, you had family over there, I understand, as well. Um, can you can you give yep. us a, a, a bit of a rundown of what it's like uh, preparing for your first ever test match? Yeah, it was quite, again, quite, I believe, I think Georgie might have been over there for me. Um, oh, okay, so I yeah. A, I think, because I had a, I, I had to have a bit of a, I think it was a bit of a ham, hamstring or, or sort of groin niggle after the one day because um, I remember that because I remember I wasn't allowed to celebrate with the with the series win <laughs> after the one day so I had to yeah just go out and have a have a nice cold water and, and get that, get to bed early so I was up to well get back to treatment so yeah yeah I remember him flying in but um, once again as I said before with with shield cricket I never thought I was going ever ever going to be a a red ball player I thought if I was ever going to make it it was going to be you know as a white ball player because you know I, I, was, I, did, I was okay with the ball I was okay with the bat and I, and I loved the field being, being in the field so to, to be picked on a test tour and then you know to be told I was told um, I once I proved I think it was the, the day before which is which is unusual usually it's two days out so I was told the day before once I got through the test fitness test that I was going to play um I have to admit, I said before, I probably contradicted a little bit. I was a little bit nervous the night before. I wasn't. I, I slept well and that sort of stuff. But um, to know that I was going to get that that bag of green was just. It was a good feeling. It was a very surreal feeling. By this time, I was thirty. Um, so to know I was waking up and and you, you know as a kid and everyone everyone sees it. I was as a sparring cricket. You know you see that presentation happen. To so many cricket, well, to, to, to not so many cricketers, only a certain number, but to, to cricketers that have, you know, worked so hard to get to that moment in time. And you see it on TV so many times that the test, the, the cap presentation, the bag green presentation, to know that was going to happen was, was, was an amazing thing. And uh, as you said, I had my family there. My dad was there, my, my wife and my brother. Um, we had dinner the night before. Everyone was sort of excited. It was great. And, um, Obviously, I had to keep it under wraps as well because we weren't giving the team out until until the morning. So, yeah. But then to wake up and know that, that I was getting that cup, and then um, it was very exciting. Got to the ground, uh, and I was I was very nervous. So I just I, I wanted that moment. I wanted to get up my head, and um, it was fantastic. The, the funny thing about it was that um, the, the, the management of the team um, that was sort of around the period where they were getting family in to, to witness the um, the presentation, but. Dad and uh, my brother uh, and my wife um, got to the ground early enough, but the security wouldn't let them in. Oh no! <laughs> I, think they, I think they went to the wrong gate, um, where where the manager were going to let them in, but security wouldn't let them in. So they go around. By the time they, I think they walked in literally as as I was putting on my head. So that was a bit disappointing. But they still, I mean, they saw the replay of it and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think Dad walking in shed it, and my brother. Um, shed a bit of a tear once I had the once I had the baggy red. I went over to the fence and, and gave them a bit of a hug, and they were they were pretty pretty chuffed. But um, yeah, it was a pretty good feeling. So and then Dad and my and my wife were they were there for the whole time. I probably went home halfway through, but um, which he regretted, of course, because Dad at the end of it um, ended up having dinner um, with the whole team. Which my brother, um, being a, a, a huge cricket lover. Um, might have said a few expletives once he found that out. Um, <laughs> that he missed out. That he missed out with dinner with the Australian team. Yeah, I, I just realised as well. Uh, 
Today on the social media channels, Damien Fleming's been bringing up the 99 World Cup and uh, I understand that at the 1999 World Cup, uh, you lurked your way into some celebrations with the Australian team, uh, thanks to your mate, Buff Lehman. I did. How, that, how did you find that out? That's fascinating. That's out there. How did you find that out? That's a good question. That, that's actually in your book. Believe it or Is not. It? Oh right, oh, probably you were right. I forget about my book. It was that long ago? But, yeah. Um, so, oh, like, it just it just popped to mind today because because of, of that uh, footage during yeah. the round of that of that uh, scene there, and you, you were over yep. there playing cricket at the time, I think. I was. And and, yep. and there you are. You're a young bloke, and you're partying with the Australian cricket team. Um, was it similar for your dad? Was he like a kid in a candy store? Yeah. Talking to punter and whoever else. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was he he was beside himself to be honest. He didn't know. He was so um, appreciative because being the new bloke in the team, I, I didn't know what happened. Like you know, Dad was down. He sort of said, "What are you doing? We're going out for team dinner." I said, "He said I'll catch you later." And then Brad hadn't overheard me saying that. I know he said, "I think he came to me." He said, "What's your dad?" Because I walked off from saying that and, and had said to me, "What's your dad doing?" He said, "Oh, he's just going to go do his own thing. I'll catch him after." He said, "No, no." What do you mean? He's coming to dinner with us. I said, no, he can't do that. He's, it's the same thing. And he went straight up to Ricky and Ricky went over to Dad and said, what are you doing for dinner? He said, oh, I was just going to go to the main thing. He said, no, no, you come with us. Oh, <laughs> and he was, good. he was pretty tough. Yeah, he was very tough by that. But just on that World Cup, I, 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 I tell you, I, I was in not much contact with Darren when I was over there because obviously they were playing, but I, we, 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 had, we had tickets. My brother was there at the time, my sister-in-law, and we had tickets to the the other semi-final, which was New Zealand and Pakistan, obviously. Yeah. I think it was New Zealand. So we had to swap tickets and all that sort of stuff, and we managed to do that. And then, obviously, we were there for the tied game. And then um, I think what, what John Book's memory of me being there is on when we won, I went flying out onto the field and ran across him and gave him a big high five, and he came back and gave me another high five. And he, said, I'll, I, he came back and he said, I'll call you, <laughs> and then ran off. And that was when he, he rang me and said, look, I've got to, I managed to jag a ticket for the final if you want it. Um, so I said, I was actually playing, um, but, but we, I think we must have finished. We started, we had an early game, I think, for that reason, because the World Cup final was on, and I managed to get there, I think it was about 10 overs in. Um, but what, again, it was, as you said, it was exactly the same as what Dad was feeling, just to get in there. And I, I think I was only there for a couple of hours, but to be able to, you know, to mingle with those guys, especially at that age, at 19, was was a phenomenal thing and again very appreciative of Darren to be able to get me in that, in that position. Oh, I'm just wondering at that time was there a seed planted in your mind that one day you could be there for real so to speak? Oh definitely to imagine be able to have that feeling of, of winning yeah definitely a, a dream of, of wanting to be able to be in that position um, you know, and getting one of my mates in to celebrate with us, <laughs> you know, and, and being that, being one of those, those those team members to win it, definitely, absolutely, definitely, and I nearly had that. I, I um, you know, I think the 2011 World Cup, I was sort of around the mix, but I think I had an injury um, at the time. Um, again, that was a pretty good one day attack there too. So I might not have, I may not have made it, but I was sort of pushing the, the boundary of it, but. Um, yeah, the dream almost came true. But again, um, yeah, I, I guess you always had the dream. And I, you're right, I definitely had that feeling of going away from that thing. Imagine that one day being in that position would be, wouldn't be too bad. 
Yeah, and uh, you do get to experience victory in the IPL. You, you're playing yeah. with Deccan in 2009, Gillies over there. He, he smashed them throughout the whole tournament, didn't do quite so well in the final, but can you tell us about the IPL? Yeah, that, that was something that came in in 2008 and it was just the, the, the big thing. It was all of a sudden players were getting 800, 900, 1,000, 100,000, um, sorry, a million dollar US or even more to play cricket. And this was just, no one could really fathom it. It was just phenomenal. And, and you know, I, I just moved to Queensland in 2008. So that was the first year. And I'd done actually quite well um, in that first season with Queensland and um, did became the T20 stuff and, you know, knowing in the back, in the back of your mind, thinking, "Oh, how good it would be just to get a not not I was never going to get a million dollars, but just to get a bit of extra cash and go and experience India and all that sort of stuff." And right at the, I think it was about four games to go of the season, or five games to go, it might have been halfway through the season. It was Queensland. I, I actually broke my foot. That's right. Um, yeah, and, and so that was um, it. Was might have been February, I think. So it was pretty. There was about four games to go, and the auction was coming up and I was going quite well and there was interest in, in from about four franchises and I you know, I thought, far out, this is this was gonna be oh sorry, that was actually I'm I'm skipping ahead there. That was for the next time. That was for, for Kings Eleven, sorry. Yeah. Darren Darren was Darren was coaching um Darren was taking over from in, from Deccan in two thousand from two thousand eight because they finished bottom. Yeah. And Darren was taking over. Sorry, I'll skip ahead there. But and and he sort of rang and said, "Would you like? What do you think about the IPL? Um, we've got a spot. It's not a lot of money. It was a hundred US. That's a lot of money. <laughs> um, would you would you would you be keen?" I said, um, "Yes, Darren, I would be. I would, I would like to come and play in the IPL." And that was the year it was in South Africa. So yeah, yeah. I heard so much hype about. Oh, oh, sorry, I heard so much hype about um, you know India and how good it was and the crowds and the hype. And but this was going to be in South Africa, so it was a. It, it was still huge. Um, it, it wasn't quite that Indian feeling, but it was still huge. But, um, yeah, to, to, to be in that team with Simons, Gilchrist, um, Scott Styrus from New Zealand, Herschel Gibbs, uh, Rohit Sharma was playing then, uh, Pragan Oja, R.P. Singh, who played for India. Yep. Um, among others, it was amazing. And, and yeah, and to win it um, was was. Was that well, as I said? We, we they, they said, well, we finished bottom at the time. We finished bottom the year before. So to, to come into a team and um, you know to, to, the win was was amazing. And as I said, the, the hype around the whole thing was just it was just ridiculous. The, the money, you know, there was no expense spared going to functions. You know, um, it was just amazing. And then from then on, going back and playing in India, I got the Indian feeling. I played the next well four years, I think, or whatever it was, five years, and. Uh, got to experience the Indian feeling, and it was just amazing. You know, after every game, you finish a game, a late game, and and you finish at eleven thirty at night. You'd be out of there by about twelve thirty, and on the on the way home in the bus, you're planning. You get, you know, what are we going to do tonight? We have a drink. Let's go to someone's room, or no, no, no. There's there's a big party. There's a big party on. So you go and get to get changed. You go to the basement of the hotel, and you walk in, and this music was deafening. And there'd be a, a fashion show. There'd be cheerleaders everywhere. There'd be Models everywhere, male and female, and big party. You go for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then just cut off, and everyone was just getting into it, and then that was it. You got to go home. <laughs> oh just, wow! It was just, yeah, it was just amazing. So, um, a good, a really good experience. To, to, you know, and, and lucky to be able to experience all, all that. 
And, and good for international relations amongst the players as well. Good for yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. And you know, from afar, you, you sort of see guys. You think, he's a bit of a dickhead, you know. <laughs> you don't really know when you. But when you get around and spend time, you know, Herschel Gibson. It was never. I never thought he was a dickhead, but he was always a confident sort of bloke, and you know. And, but you get to know him, and he was just a fantastic guy. And same as Scotty Styrus. Um, a lot of guys over the years that I played with um, were, were fantastic folks, and, and, and it did it did a lot for international relations. I think even Australia, India, a lot of the guys, you know, Andrew Simons with the with the the debacle yeah. that went on with with Australia, India, you know, he ended up going to play with Harbert and Singh, and you know, and that, I think they actually sat down and had a good chat about it and talked through it, you know. So that, it was really really good for for um, definitely for relations between the countries. Now uh, back. Domestically, a lot of our listeners are massive Australian domestic cricket fans and I just wanted to touch on a couple of big games for you domestically. Uh, We'll start with the Shield final 2011-12. You personally don't have the best start with the ball in the first innings of that game and then uh, it's struggle street for Queensland. I think five for 50-odd chasing 240 and then... Chris Hartley and Steve McGoffin saved the day. How much did it mean to you to win a Sheffield Shield for Queensland? Um, so, and no disrespect to my, my test debut, but I was probably more nervous in that game than I was playing my first test, to be honest. Wow. For me, um, growing up in South Australia and watching, was it 96? Ninety six, yeah, yeah. Um, all all I wanted to do for me was was to win a shield, you know, or a one day comp, but preferably a shield. And you know, all those years we we, we had in South Australia, we had such a good side or side, and just we never we were able to, to to take those to the last couple of steps from positions to make it. We couldn't, so it was really disappointing. And then the opportunity came to go to Queensland, and my my reason for moving to Queensland was. Uh, there was a bit more security of an extra year on a contract offer. That was that was probably it. Yeah. Um, family reason. My brother was here, which I hadn't lived with for a long time because, as I said, he's a bit older. He'd moved away from Sydney quite young, so he was living here. Yep. An opportunity to be with him and his kids, but to to to, to know that someone like a, a side, a, a, um, sorry, a, a side like Queensland or a, or, a, or a place like Queensland wanted me to come and play. Queensland was so hard to play against, as I said. South um, Australia, I don't think one many games of cricket up in, in Brisbane for a long, long time. Um, that was such a, a passionate side. That was such a, um, a... They just knew how to win. They just... They, they, they had um, a great culture instilled in them. Yeah. And for me to have that opportunity to come up, um, you know, at the time, it was, I said, it was, a, it was something that I never ever thought I would do, at least out of Australia, but to have that opportunity to come up um, and, and play alongside Andy Bickle, who was sort of at the end of his career, yeah, uh, and be involved with um, you know guys like Andrew Simons and all that sort of guys. It was it was a it was a phenomenal thing. And again, at the time when I made a decision, Test cricket, you know, playing for Australia, that was that was obviously the top of the tree. But it was something I never really was focused on. I just I moved to win to win trophies and um, to, to be able to get to that stage. I think the first year actually I was there when I broke my foot. We played in the Shield final against Victoria, so I missed that one. I think I missed two Shield finals. One was one was injured. One I was away. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah, this one was just amazing. And and I was I actually I actually was, I had tears in my eyes at the end of it because it was just something. Was it that was a like I said it was a 
like getting the baggy green. It was just a, a dream come true to be able to hold that beautiful trophy, the ship, the shield, you know, to hold it and say that I'd won it and won it with um, again with 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 Buff coaching. Um, yeah. Another 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 sort of tale uh, in, in my cricketing career and life with him and. Um, and to win it with such a great group, great bunch of guys, uh, was amazing. And obviously, as you said, the way we won it with, with Steve McGoffin batting like he did and, and then Chris Hartley was, was just phenomenal. So, yeah, as I said, that, that was quite an emotional time for me. That was, that was, that was a huge dream come true to, to be able to hold the shield and, and start 1-1. I wish I had a 1 more, but, you know, I yeah. just 1-1. Yeah, and then the following season, the Ryobi Cup final against Victoria. Interesting game, reduced to 32 overs. Um, I think Clint Mackay bombed a couple of sixes to put Victoria pretty much in the box seat. And yep. and you're, you've got the task of bowling the death over. Can we get a bit of a insight into that in, into that last over? I know you, you mentioned your memory isn't the greatest, but yeah, no, I remember. That. I remember watching. I was watching that not long ago, actually. It popped up on my social media, which, is, which it does quite, which is really good. So for people that do that, please do it because it does jog my memory. <laughs> yeah, um, when that happens. But oh, look, it was it, it was a game where obviously you said rain short and we were in big trouble. And um, Jason Flores, I know you want me to talk about it over, but to the scene, Jason Flores, he was a guy who played a lot of cricket in Queensland in the outfit on the side, but was a really, he, he managed to, to get us to and got us to a competitive total. I think it was at 140, yeah. 143. Um, and as you said, you know, we're playing against a reasonable Victorian side and um, Finch, uh, Quiney, um, as you said, Cameron White, a lot of them, you know, it was, it was a reasonable side and, so obviously, that yeah, we, we we're in a bit of trouble, and and we took took a couple of weeks earlier than they good partnership, I think, and then came to the end, and I, I just I remember James Pope's just saying, mate, let's just have a crack at this, and um, I, I felt usually it took me a couple of balls to warm up, but I just felt you know just the adrenaline, so I've got to if, I've got to try and you know have a crack from ball, I, I can't no looseness, otherwise it's you know a ball that goes to the fence is going to cost us and. Um, I managed to let a couple rip, and it just it just felt good. It was amazing how it just felt good, and I managed to bowl. I think it was the one to Clint McKay that flipped the glove that Chris Hartley somehow climbed the ladder and took a took a screamer, and then um, I think Farward. Farward, yeah, yeah, he was the last one. Um, but again, we we, we sort of we were, we were really down, and we took a couple of weeks again, as I said, and. I have to admit there was nothing better than beating the Dicks and I had to, I, I, I brought that rivalry a bit from South Australia because the South Australian Victoria rivalry obviously you know through the footy as well was also was awesome to watch as well but it was always great to beat them and um, I think they played a few one day finals and lost at the, around that period of time so it was a huge thing and then yeah obviously Farwood came out and I, I knew he was dangerous because he, he, he could he could he was a bit unorthodox far away. He was, you know, um, but he, he could he, he could he could hit him off the square and hit him hit a big ball and uh, yeah managed to get another one in the right spot and, and Pete Forrest took catch and it, it was a it was a um, it was amazing. We couldn't believe we won it. It was one of those things that um, you know not just myself. We, you know, I put a couple in the right spot at the end, but the boys drew in the middle and, and you know put it bowled really well and uh, fielded really well and. Yeah, I guess the rest is history. We, we were lucky to walk away with that, um, you know, very lucky win. So it was, again, it was another thing that another trophy that uh, it was great to be a part of, and, and um, you know, I think we won the next year as well. So we had a good little a little era there, a little period through um, the Queensland cricket. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the on on the following season, uh, two thousand and thirteen, it's an Ashes year. Um, yeah. 
man of the series in an Ashes campaign, uh, a losing Ashes campaign. How, how do you deal with um, the 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 challenge, I guess, in cricket of individual performance and team performance? Um, you do really well individually, but Australia lose three nil. Uh, how do you process all of that as a, a professional athlete? Uh, well, it's a, I mean, it's a good question, it's, but for me, it's an easy one. If, if you don't win, it's, it's you know, you obviously got to. One of the things that I was always taught, you've got to, you've got to celebrate success, um, individual success, whether whether it be win or lose, and you know whether you, you know, whether I bowl and, and take none for a hundred one day and come out and get a duck or whatever it is. If someone bowls, you know, and gets five for fifty or five for a hundred or or makes a hundred, you, you're still going to get up. You know, you can't be you can't be sort of kicking cans around yourself and, and not celebrating with, with your team. So that for me was a, that was an interesting series to be honest, 2013. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I was up for it. I, you know, it was, it was great. To, well, one to be playing an actual series in England was, was just amazing. Um, yeah. and we went into that. Well, that was obviously, it was a bit of a messy start to that tour because that's when Darren took over and Mickey Alta, um, oh, sort of got, the, got yeah. the sack. So that was, and I'd come back from a, I think obviously an injury again. We had a, a great Australia A squad, Australia A tour that was shadowing um, the Champions Trophy. Yep. But we played. I think we had like a, a six week leading. We, we played a lot of or five week leading. We played a lot of cricket. I'd only played a couple of games because I was coming back from injury, so I played the back end of the A tour. But I was in great shape, and, and I missed the, the the famous first test at, at Nottinghamshire when um, Ashtonago got ninety nine. I missed yeah. that um, that test because I wasn't quite bowling the way I wanted to and um, I remember you know I, I remember actually bowling at lunch a couple of days of that game and thought far out I, 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 was, I found what I was looking for and, and was bowling really well out the middle and obviously on the side wicket and so I obviously came in I remember coming in the second test of the Lords um, and I remember um, you know the, the boys had bowled okay they obviously nearly won a game uh, for us the batters obviously let us down a little bit but um I wasn't sure I was going to play, but then walking to, you know, through, out, out of the pavilion across the ground at Lords to the training uh, facilities, which are out the back, and Rod and Darren were walking, uh, Rod Marsh and, and Darren Buffer were walking towards me, and, and they sort of stopped me at the wicket. I stopped at the wicket, had a look, and they you know, stopped me there and said, How are you feeling? I said, Yeah, really, I'm awesome. I feel great, you know, looking, you know, looking forward to this game, and hopefully the boys can, you know, hopefully we can get come back and do a better job. And they said, Well, you're, you're going to be. Don't, don't re- it actually said don't react because there were cameras obviously everywhere. Yeah. But, um, don't react, but you, 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 you're playing. I was like, you know, it took a little bit of, sort of a moment to take it in because the play in Ashes series is one thing, the play test match at Lords is another. And so I sort of sort of smiled and they said, Buff, you know, don't react, you idiot, because there's cameras on. <laughs> so just go, go, go and do your thing in the net and we'll talk about it later. So I sort of walked off and just put my head down and <laughs> walked off and tried to hide the, the delight of, 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 the, of that conversation. But, um, and then it gets, yeah, it was, it was, it, it gets yeah, it got better. better. I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah, I mean, I managed to, managed to, um, managed to take five, which is amazing. But again, you know, losing, you know, you say it's all about losing. It was, it was, that whole series, jumping ahead a bit, I guess, you know, that whole series, we, we actually walked away from that series and, and, and it's not something that you, you talk about a lot when you lose. We were actually quite happy with the way we played. We we had England, at, you know, in just about every test match, we should have won just about. We had, you know, we lost for the first test, although it wasn't ideal, but we lost by, what, three runs, I think it was, or, yeah. um, you know, 
Lords was a bit different. We, we, you know, we well, they, we had them on toast. They got away. I think we had them, you know, four or five, but not many, and and then they got away. But we we had moments in those in that series where we should have just won, and we and we didn't take them. I think at Durham we were one for one hundred and fifty, chasing three hundred to win, and you know we got bowled out for two hundred and ten. So we actually walked away, telling we're knowing it was a back to back series. You know, although we'd lost, we weren't happy about that, but we knew we were close, and we knew that. Um, you know, coming back into our backyard, uh, we were going to make them pay. And, um, you know, we did. We, we sat down. I remember we had a really good training camp up in Brisbane. I remember Michael Clark pulling the bowl aside. It was myself, Mitch Johnson, Pete Siddle. Um, who's the other one? I remember who the other one. Might have been Mitchell Stark or, or, Jimmy or Hazel. Was the Faulkner in there? No, nah, he, he was in England, he, but he wasn't back in here in Australia. I can't remember who the fourth pick was, but um, Michael was sitting us down and just said, look, we're going to be ruthless. We're going to be, we're going to give it to them. Um, I want you to be aggressive. I don't want you to go step over the line. Obviously, I don't want you to be, um, you know, physically abusing guys. But I want, I want you to be ruthless. I want you to give them nothing. I want you to, you know, get under their skin, but do it the right way and, um, you know, execute what you know you can do. And because you know, you know, he was, he was really good at doing that. Michael, he gave you really good confidence in you, you know, in your ability and the reason why you're in the team and. Um, we had a good chat about that. Every training session we had in that series, I'm just trying to think of that fourth quick was. It might have been James Patterson, actually. Yeah. Um, but every time we trained in that, you know, the, the, the bowling unit was just so, or so tight anyway, but we just made sure that every session we, we trained was, we had a purpose and we had the plans to who we were trying to bowl to and it just clicked. And, and obviously Mitch doing what he did <laughs> yeah. was, was, um, was amazing as well. It was great to watch because, you know, having Mitchell Johnson from one end and Pete Silver and I, you know, probably cleaning up because, um, I mean, England was scared of him and they've admitted that. Um, and Pete Silver and I, you know, putting the ball, you know, the ball in a good spot. We were getting wickets because of him and um, all the ones that he were, he wasn't getting. Obviously, he took a few, but yeah. it was just a, a great series. And, and again, we're all over him. And, and so we did. We, we accomplished what we what we said when we before we left England that we were going to, you know, repay them uh, and obviously, um, you know, repay ourselves, I guess, for the effort we did put in um, in England. But, um, you know, we wanted to win that Series 5-0 and we did. And it sounds like things were building nicely. Like it sounds like the group was was gelling nicely and um, really well positioned for that series in Australia. Let, let's talk about uh, the ball of the century. The Everyone I talked to, um, that I'd mentioned that your next guest on the podcast are saying we need we need full descriptions of the ball that dismissed Alastair Cook. Uh, you knocked him over eight times in test test match cricket. Uh, tell t- talk us talk us through it. <laughs> well, as, as people would be probably getting sick of, and I've said it every time <laughs> I have talked about it, I, 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 I had been trying to bowl that ball for, for at least fifteen years of my of my cricketing career to try and bowl one that um, swung in, uh, hit the seam, and then swung around the bat. Um, that that is the perfect ball. And as I said, you know, as a bowler, you try and bowl, and I and I was very as a lot of bowlers are at that level. I was very hard on myself in bowling the perfect ball. Um, you know, to be able to do it, uh, you know, against such a good player. And as you said, I, 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 one one thing I did do, I played a lot of my test matches, my 27 test matches were against England. And um, to, to bowl to a guy such as Alex Cook, who was a, was a fantastic guy off the field as well, but 
to have the battles that we did was, was just amazing. And um, you know, even set me up. He said you were too good there. And I said no. It's, all I'm trying to do is hit the scene. Uh, the rest, and once I let go of it, the scene's up. It, it sort of looks after itself. But yeah, I mean, but again, once I think I saw that ball again yesterday. Someone reposted. In fact, it may be early today. But <laughs> it's it's um you know it, it is a nice thing to to look back on and and um you know see it and people revisit it. Um, I don't go looking for it. Obviously, I, I'm not a big fan of doing that, but I do see yeah. it a lot and. I must admit, when it's up, I do watch it. I did watch it today. I hadn't seen it for a while, and because it um, looked like it looked like it was not far away from hitting one of those cracks. It was an, almost right. Yeah, just, it, it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story behind that. And again, I've said it a few times, but I, at that time in that series, I was quite, I was quite sore. My knee was really sore, which is the problem, the problem knee I had. And um, you know, it, it, I had a, a sort of an issue with with starting a spell because, and it was second innings, and because um, I was quite stiff and sore, um, I, I was really, and I've been talking, spoken to with, with you know, by the bowling coach, Bill like Craig McDermott, and, and even Michael had said to me, "Look, if you if you're struggling, like, you know, I can give the new ball to, to, to the first over someone else." And I said, "No, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm going to take it. I want it. I'm not going to not going to knock the first ball of the Test match and uh, knock it back and." So, you know, I got out there a lot early and I think the night before I'd actually had some fluid drain out of my knee. And, and, oh, uh, wow. You know, so I got I got out there early, uh, as early as I could to get moving. And as I was running in, I got halfway in and I was stiff and I was sore. And my, my, a voice in my head was saying, and there's no word of a lie, stop, stop, stop. Because I didn't want to serve up a, you know, a half volley. Because yeah. um, obviously the first over of an inning, that was the inning to win the Ashes. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to set the tone of bowling hard, like a, a, a you know a, a, a fruit sort of first ball that he got hit before. So the voice said to me, "You know, stop, stop!" But I just kept going, and it just clicked. The timing of it decreased once I got through that little voice. <laughs> um, wow. When I landed and, and bowled, it was just um, it just felt good, and and yeah, obviously yeah, put it in the right spot. And yeah, as I say, I don't know what it did if it hit the crack or if it whatever, but it just it was yeah, it just was in the right spot, I guess. And, um, you know, strict the bail and, and yeah, again, the rest of history. But And you've still um, got the bail, I understand. Yeah, I've, I've just got to say, I've got that somewhere. I'm sure I've put that. I've got a, a trophy cabinet up, up, upstairs in my house now that's tucked away in there somewhere. But um, I managed to be able to, I managed to get that, which is which is nice. But um, yeah, like I said, it was, it's a nice every now and then. I've, as I say, I've got, a, I've got a young fella and a young daughter. I think one day when, when I show them that, when they understand it, that um, hopefully they realise that it was a, a decent ball, and hopefully my young fella, if he wants to, if he wants to get into cricket, he can bowl a few like that himself. Absolutely. And my daughter at that point as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, reflections on on your career, it was a, a, a challenging one injury-wise. You mentioned your knee there and your, your, your pectoral muscle in your first Shield yeah. game, uh, a lot of stop-start. Um, any, any final reflections on on the career on field? Um, well, look, I, I, I'd love to be doing still what I was, you know, I, playing test cricket for Australia or playing cricket for Australia or playing cricket for Queensland even was, was, yeah. was, was fantastic. And um, I just, I, you know, I, I even now, nearly six years on, it's gone, nearly, it is six years on, I think, nearly, you know, maybe in a few days, a few weeks, but um, I still wish I was playing. What I don't miss is the aches and pains and the pain I was in yeah. <laughs> towards the end of my career. I don't miss the pain. I'm still in pain now. I try and go for a run. I'm, um, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm still active and I play a lot of golf. 
Billy back and so I can still play reasonable golf. But I, I get that sore and stiff, and I don't miss that. And um, you know, in the end, I was taking you know probably some some Volparans and some Panolin Forts to play, which is not a good thing. And yeah, um, but I, I, I don't have a lot of regrets. So I have to admit, but you know, one is that I wish I had a stuck you know dug in or you know dug in a bit earlier and, and realised that. You know, as I said, when I wish Wayne Phillips hadn't didn't have to have that conversation with me to, to, to you know to, to knuckle down and um, you know to, to, to um, you know to, to realise my talent a bit too late, I guess, and wish I'd looked after myself a bit better. And who knows? I'm not saying that um, it, it, it would have happened earlier because you know trying to break into a side that was pretty good yeah. <laughs> early on. Um, but I'd love to have you know played 150 first class games, for instance. Um, yeah, you know, and, and even. You know, maybe a year or two earlier playing test cricket and played 50, 60 tests. But, um, you know, playing, playing cricket for Australia, having, I had the, I had the best job in the world. That was, you know, bowling the first ball of a test match, you yeah. know, and I managed to do it at the MCG in a box today test. Um, try and beat that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's bloody amazing feeling. And yeah. so I, I, I'd love to be able to still do that. But, um, you know, everything comes to an end and, and it is what it is. And, I played 27 more tests and, and I think it was 21 more one days than I thought I was ever going to play. So uh, I sit here and I'm pretty happy and pretty lucky. Yeah, and you mentioned your family. You've got a couple of children. Uh, what, what's life holding now? What are, you, what are your plans going forward? Yeah, I, I, it, it's a bit uncertain at the moment, to be honest. I, I, I worked, obviously, I came out of cricket. I went into coaching, uh, but I was lucky enough to, to, to take a role at CA in the pathway. Um, yep. But um, it's all it's all come to an end, unfortunately, early or in June or early this month, and obviously a bit of change again, um, which is very unfortunate. Cricket Australia, they seem to get things right and muck things up. It's it's a bit frustrating. There's a bit of history behind that. But uh, look, it's it's uh, I'm I'm in the I'm in the market for I'm looking around again for another for another role. So it's a little bit uncertain, which is which is okay. That's and again, at this this uncertain time in the world, it's been a phenomenal three four months. I'm not the only one looking for a job. So yeah. Um, but uh, look, yeah, going okay. I'm, I'm I've been enough uh, good. You know, spend some time with the, with the family. Which before I think um, when we sort of started March. Yeah. I think before then I I travelled that 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 much and. Felt as though I didn't really know my kids, and, and, and you know, um, so it's been really good to have a massive um, chunk of time at home. And you know, I, I love taking my, my boy Carter to school. I love picking him up. I love taking my little girl to daycare one day a week, and you know, doing the. the you know, actually, you know, I do like spending time with my wife as well. On top of that, but yeah. um, it, yeah. it's nice to be able to get time with the family. So, and I've and I've, I've snuck in a few games of golf here and there, which has been good too. Oh, but um, yeah, nice. there's, a, there's a new adventure coming, hopefully, and not sure what that is at the moment. But um, yeah, look, I'm I'm excited about that as well. So uh, onwards and upwards. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we go, I've got to ask you our hardest hitting question on this podcast, uh, one that our listeners love. If you could have a net with three people, uh, they could be past, present, um, cricket people, non-cricket people, uh, who are you inviting down to the nets? Oh, do you know what? I had three unbelievable names in my head last night. And I've forgotten them. <laughs> one, of them, one, of them <laughs> one of them was Warney. Yeah. I, I loved the. I was lucky enough to, to spend some time with Warney in South Africa when I was there one year, and he's a, he's just a freak when it comes to talking cricket. Yeah. 
Um, so, see, so he's a genuine cricket nuffy, Warney. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable cricket brain. Yeah. Unbelievable cricket brain. Just talking to him about cricket. And I, again, I didn't spend a lot of time. I'm not proclaiming to know him very well, but, yep. you know, he was just to sit and listen to him talk cricket and it was just amazing. Um, he, he, he generally is a cricket nuffy and, and, and fence. He's, he's very unlucky not to have captain <laughs> yep. the country um, when he played. So, uh, he has to run. I have to say, Ricky Ponting, I used to love watching Ricky bat. I used to love bowling to him. I used to love watching him train. He was just a freak of a training paddock. Um, he, he trained a million miles an hour. He, 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 guys that just, when they got in the team, or even guys that come and train with the guys, uh, the, the Australian squad bowlers or state guys would just sit and watch and go far out. It's no wonder this guy's so good. He was just a freak um, at everything he did. So... Uh, the other one I had last night, but I can't remember. You said non-cricket too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you can have whoever you want. Uh, we've yeah, had, so Matthew's got yeah, go on. What yeah, oh, like we've had we've had Johnny Howard, we've had yeah. uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Um, yeah, there's been been uh, Johan Botha had a, a long distance runner there last week, so the, the options yeah, are right. endless. Yeah, so I guess being a massive massive golf fan. Um, I guess the, the old the obvious choice would be Ty Woods, but I'd love to have Adam Scott. I think Adam Scott would be a, a, a fantastic. I know he's a massive cricket cricket fanatic as well. A guy used to play for Queensland, uh, Aaron Nye, did actually grow up with Adam Scott, and he used to come to training a little bit before I got there. But um, yeah, no, obviously I'd love to have um, just a little bit of his golf swing would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> the way he hits the ball and swings, but uh, so Scotty would probably uh, would be one, but. Um, yeah, so that, probably those three. Um, I think that was my three. I've got, I had a, I've got a really bad memory, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, it's, it, uh, it's a pretty good mix, Punter, yeah. Warney and Adam Scott. And those those boys enjoy their golf as well, don't they? Punter's a bit of a golfer, so I'm not sure yeah, about Warnie. Does, yeah, yeah. You know, Warnie's big in golf. Warnie's massive on his golf. Um, yeah, okay. He's, he's got his handicap. Well, below 10, I believe, or he's in single figures. He, mm. he plays a lot of the uh, – he's very lucky to play a lot of the um, – Alfred Dunhill all over in Europe or in England and Scotland and yeah, uh, and he loves his golf. But um, yeah, I'd love to have a hit of golf with him either as well. As he can, it wouldn't be it would be good for some more threesome anyway. So <laughs> I'd, I'd just make up the numbers. But um, you carry the bags. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Ryan. I, I really appreciate you giving time to our listeners to to tell some of your story and uh, give us some insights in, into what it's like. Uh, being on the journey of a, a professional athlete and really wish you all the best with the future plans. I'm, I'm sure something uh, right up your alley will, will come come along and I'm sure you'll excel at whatever it is that's the next chapter in the life of, of Ryan Harris. Uh, thanks, Manny. I'm looking forward to that chapter, but uh, it's been great. And, yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. A massive thanks to Ryan Harris for joining us on this latest edition of the Cricket Library podcast and a massive thanks to you, our listeners, as well. Without you, the show would not be possible at all and I'm really glad that you all tune in as much as you do. I'm very thankful for that indeed as I'm sure Ryan was very thankful for the conversation that he had with Wayne Phillips where he really challenged him to start getting the best out of himself and find something to take himself to the next level and those tough conversations 
can make or break people. And I'm so glad that we're here today to hear that story from Ryan and the career that he had going on to play for Australia and, and win an Ashes series for Australia as well. Tremendous achievements, but also great to hear just how much it meant to him winning that Sheffield Shield title for Queensland and the special place that has in his cricketing journey as well. The influence of his family, the support that he had from them, also the influence of Darren Lehman, uh, really pivotal there as well. And love that he got to sneak in and, well, not sneak in, he was invited in to celebrate with the Australian team at the 1999 World Cup there when he was there as a fan. That memorable tie in the semi-final and then the World Cup win against Pakistan. And then the fact that he was able to do something similar for his dad when he made his test debut, getting his dad to come to the Australian cricket team dinner. Um, a magnificent little thrill being able to do something like that. A, a wonderful story and one that I thoroughly enjoyed and I trust you did as well. And if you enjoyed that, there's plenty more in the back catalogue that you will enjoy as well. Michael Klinger, Tim Ludeman, Nathan Horitz, uh, Daryl Tuffy. He actually played in that first test of, of Ryan Harris's there. I think Ryan might have might have had a chance to get a Pfeiffer bowling to Daryl Tuffy there. We didn't ask him about that, um, but that's okay. And we've got plenty of great episodes coming up as well. We've got some female cricketers in the next couple of weeks and we've got one of the most prolific run scorers in domestic cricket coming up in the coming weeks as well. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in for the next instalment of the Cricket Library Podcast. This has been Matt Ellis. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye for now.